Welcome to What the Fox, Empowerment for Women. Okay, and so welcome to What the Fox. Today we are on with Beth Blanco, and Beth is a money mindset coach. And so all these money issues that we all have, um, she helps people overcome those and be able to kind of embrace their own self. And so welcome, Beth. Tell us a little bit more about you. Thanks, Sharon, for having me today. So I'm actually, I'm a certified financial counselor also, which means that um, I'm certified to be able to sit down with people and talk about the strategy too, like their budgets and all of that. And for 11 years, that's what I did was we just talked about dollars and cents and how much money was coming in and what was going out and crafted a plan for saving, spending, and paying off debt. And I, I thought that was all there was to, to money. And then in 2016, I read the book, The Secret, and it rocked my world. And now knowing what I know, um, you know, the book, The Secret is not the absolute best book out there for law of attraction, but it was my introduction to it. And when I realized that my thoughts controlled my actions and my everything, really, it totally blew my mind. It changed everything, my entire approach to money, how I um, helped my clients. And then I got into money mindset and I fell in love with it um, deeper and deeper. And it is actually now more what I focus on and less on strategy on how to people, you know, turn people's finances around. So that's about me anyways. <laughs> yeah, that is great. I have heard a lot of people mention the secret book. Um, I actually had signed up for Bob Proctor's um, Thinking into Results. And then a lot of people talk about, you know, the original um, money book, which was Thinking Grow Rich. And so I know that that does have an impact on a lot of people. Yes, for sure. And I'm a huge personal development um, person anyways. And I believe that, you know, we're, we never stop learning and all of that. And I, I'm sure I'm not done learning about mindset and money and all of that. But yeah, um, that's, that's an awesome book too. Think and Grow Rich. That's a, that's a, that's a classic. Yeah. So, so um, you had mentioned that the secret isn't like, you know, all the answers. And stuff. Are there other books that you uh, recommend people whenever they're trying to get their money mindset better? Yeah, I love, I'm a huge Denise Duffield Thomas fan, and she's got her Lucky Bitch series, um, Get Rich Lucky Bitch, and it's all about mindset. She's not even like a financial coach or anything like that, but it's all about digging into, she calls it decluttering, um, you know, the decluttering what's in your mind that's, that's holding you back, and then um, I also love... Um, Jen Cicero, um, you're a badass, you're a badass at making money too. Those are my favorite and it's because of their writing style. They're really down to earth and funny. Um, you know, but I love all the classics like Gabby Bernstein is, you know, is great and, um, you know, as well too. So, but probably Jen and uh, Denise are my favorite authors. Yeah, I listened to the um, audiobook of Jen Sincero, and I was going back and forth between home and work and at the time, and it was just, it's so weird because I'm sitting there going, oh my gosh, I really want like to jot this down because there's so much good information in there and so many good statements to talk about. So let's 
dive a little bit into the money mindset things and what are some things that people can do to kind of help their mindset a little bit? Sure. So first of all, um, realize that the, the things that you know or believe, you didn't just come to them overnight or over a week, that you developed those mindsets over the course of your lifetime. And a lot of our beliefs are built by the age of seven. So, um, for example, I know you and I were chatting before we came on about how you'll buy anything for your kids, but then when it comes to investing in yourself, that you have a really hard time with that. And a lot of people are, you know, have that same situation. Um, I was, when I grew up, I was the martyr. My mom was a single mom. She told us that about daily. And I thought, well, I'm going to be the kid that doesn't ask for anything and that doesn't cause any problems. And so really just kind of trying to figure out what you believe about money, realizing that it did come from somewhere, but that you can shift it. And so Sharon, for example, if you want to um, feel more confident in investing in yourself, I would probably tell you to dig into um, some self-love stuff. So maybe some journal around um, and trying to get all of that stuff called journal dumping. Just put anything and everything you believe, like maybe you feel like you're not worth spending money on yourself or, you know, that's just an example. And if you can come up with a page or two pages, all of that. And then once you do that, rip that sucker up because that shows that you, that's the action of getting rid of it. So that's definitely um, one tip that I have, but there's, there's others, um, but I'll stop there for right now. And um, we can talk, you know, we can talk about some other things. Yeah, that's, I mean, I think that's definitely, my coach actually made the comment and stuff to me too, is just take whatever it was that you journaled about and then burn it. And so the same thing with the ripping it up and burning it, it's like, it's no longer you and it's no longer who you are. So holding on to it, keeping up with it, it's not the type of journaling that you keep day after day. It's the type of journaling that you do so you can get rid of it. Um, and so that's a really good point. And yeah, I can... Money mindset, um, my kids grew up with the idea that we didn't have any money, and it wasn't because we didn't have any money, it was because I didn't want to pay for what they wanted. And I, instead of saying, we're not going to you know, do this right now, we're not gonna afford this right now, it was so much easier just to say, well, we don't have the money to do that. Because right. we were spending the money on other things, but that's not what they heard. They heard mom's broke, dad's broke. Yep. Nobody has the money for anything. And so I think the way that we describe our situation has so much to do also with our mind and with how we're actually moving forward. You totally, um, you totally bought, brought up an amazing um, point. So yeah, so we can just shift the things that we say instead of saying, I can't afford this or I don't have the money for this. You could just do a simple shift that say, that I have other goals um, for my finances, for example, or that is not in um, our you know, financial plan right now. And just, just that shift. Now, maybe the kids will still hear what they want to hear, of course, or whatever, but that is a small shift that you could make so that you're not telling the universe, you know, I don't want the money for this. I don't want to be able to afford that, that you're just shifting, that there are things and go big goals that you have, and you do want the money to come in to support those things. So that was a great, great point. So I know before we got on to then you talked about the importance of having an emergency fund. 
And I know there's lots of discussion around how many months that should be, how much of your income, of total income of your job that should be. Um, you want to speak on that a little bit? Yeah, sure. Because I don't believe, um, I, I love Dave Ramsey, but he believes that, you know, you should have a certain amount of money that you should um, be on a very strict budget. If you're in debt that you shouldn't go out to eat, for example, he even says that if you, if you're in debt, you shouldn't be in a restaurant unless you're working there as a second job. And I have a totally different belief because I feel that that's kind of like being on a diet. And if you say to me, you, you know, if you want to lose weight, you can't have a cupcake. And what am I going to want to crave? I'll tell you, it's definitely a cupcake, right? right. So I, I have a different take on it. I believe that you should create a plan for your bills and expenses and, and debt payments, all of that, a plan for saving and a, um, and a plan for spending like groceries and gas and everything. So I tell people at first, um, just set up a, an automatic deduction of $20 a paycheck if you have a, have a job where you get a paycheck or if you're self-employed, you know, maybe you, you set a goal of 50 a month or something like that. Set it up and forget it. Now, yes, of course, I'd love everyone one to have $1,000 or even three months worth of expenses. That's the ultimate goal. But I think that slow and steady wins the race with money. And that if you at least get that automatic deduction going, and then every time, you know, some windfall of money comes, let's say, like, for example, the stimulus that a lot of people got um, was $1,200. If they would take a portion of it, it could, it could be a third of it, or it could be a fourth of it, or, or whatever you feel comfortable with, and manually add to that emergency fund. Maybe you save change, or maybe you save dollar bills, or you, you save every five um, that you get as a, in change, and then once a month, you add that to it. That slow and steady wins the um, race with money. And if you just start with small changes and continue to keep going, you're going to get to any goal. Um, and especially with building an emergency fund, which I highly recommend. Everybody needs an emergency fund for a loss of income fund because we can't always control it. And this is a great environment right now where there's a lot of people are out of work at no fault of their own, just that, you know, this crazy situation has happened. So um, that's a great, a great reason to save, but any, there's so many other reasons too. Yeah. So one of the things that we've actually done and it's kind of, it's contributing to the fun fund or to whatever you want type fund, but at least it's kind of putting money aside. We've actually implemented a chore chart for our entire family. So we don't have specific chores that we have to do, but if you do a chore, you get paid for doing that chore, including my husband and I. Awesome. So if we do the dishes, that's a dollar. If we go out and mow the yard, that's $2 for out each hour that you're having to be outside. Uh, weed eating is, you know, a dollar. Putting on laundry is 50 cents, switching it over to the dryer is 50 cents, and then putting it away is a dollar. That's always the most hardest part is putting it away. <laughs> And so we've actually made that whole list. And so each week we are now putting an extra $20, $25 into our savings account. And our daughter is doing the exact same thing. And so she's developing the savings account because of the work that she's doing. And so now we're getting paid our chore money. That is awesome. And I love, like, I don't think people should just have just an emergency fund. There's so many other reasons to save. And you said, I think you said that it's kind of your travel, your fun, fun account. 
but traveling, um, you know, is a great reason to save any reason that could throw your budget off track. And the biggest three budget busters are traveling gifts and repairs like car and home yep. repairs. And the repairs has got me, I need a new roof. So I'm saving for my roof project right now, um, which is going to be a lot. And I've known that it's not like it's a surprise or anything, but still, you know, it's still always not fun to put out lots of money like that. But right. Well, and that's the money that, you know, you don't mind buying, oh, at least I don't mind buying presents for people. I don't mind putting money towards traveling because I love to travel. But I hate it whenever it goes for repairs. <laughs> it just gives you that additional um, thing, I guess, point that you don't enjoy and stuff. And so it's a necessary evil, maybe? Yes, yes. But if you have a fund for it, it hurts a little bit less because if you're anticipating, you know, my car is going to at some point new tires or brakes, for example, and you, you set aside for that. And when it comes... You don't have to take it from your checking or you don't have to throw it on a credit card. That's what I try to encourage people to just shift their mindset that that's the purpose of it. And it's like a safety net and it doesn't throw your budget off. You know, you get, still get to eat that week where you put new tires on or something like that. And that if we can shift to having appreciation for a car that is reliable and gets us, you know, places and everything, that that's definitely a good mind shift to have with, with repairs anyways. Yeah. The, I know that my kids and stuff, they're just like, I need an oil change. And I'm like, okay, go get one. (laughs) Mom has her money for her stuff too. And so as the kids are getting older, it's putting boundaries in place too. Um, they need to be taking some of that responsibility on themselves so that they're not just constantly asking you for money after they can leave the house. Cause most of my kids are out of the house now, but, um, yeah, it's, I think it's good to have, um, maybe not quite the envelope system, but in a way it's the envelope system. Cause I don't think you have to have cash in a specific envelope, but making sure that you have it set aside in, you know, paper or in your mind in a bank account. Um, that way you can actually use it for different things. Yes. I, I believe that you can do whatever works for you. Some people it's not, it's not safe to have cash on hand. Like if they have, you know, friends or family members that could possibly, you know, take from them or, um, if they live in a, you know, an unsafe neighborhood, it might not be the safest thing to have it cash in the envelope, like you said. Um, but maybe into a bank account that they can get too fast, you know, in an emergency or, um, or, you know, or whatever. So yeah, or it could be, you know, in one account, but on paper, they kind of have a, a list of, of what that funds is, is kind of set aside for earmarks for. So yeah, I think whatever works for people is a great system. Um, what type of, like, we've talked a little bit about mindset and about emergency funds and how can somebody step into that power basically of, I can spend this. It's okay for me to spend this. It's on my business and my business is worth it too. So help kind of that conversation and that dialogue that they might have with themselves to get over. I can't spend this. For sure. And that's a, a big one is when we have those limiting beliefs, it's usually um, an issue with self-love and how we feel about ourselves. Um, it's, it's so deep 
um, you know, subconsciously that we might say, you know what, I love myself or I like myself, but down deep, we're not allowed, we're not giving ourselves that freedom, you know, to spend on ourselves. And so what I love to have people work on is self-love. And here's one thing that your listeners can try. And the first time I did this, I'll, I'll tell you it was darn difficult. But look in, look in a mirror and just say amazing things about yourself, like, I'm smart, I am capable, I am, you know, I'm strong, I'm caring, I'm loving, and all of, all of the good things about yourself. The, the first time I ever did it, I sat there and looked in the mirror, and I literally couldn't come up with one thing, and then I finally said, you have nice hair. But it was because my self-esteem... <laughs> Self-worth, I know it was, I, I had a bad relationship with my dad growing up and um, he felt like children should be seen and not heard. And so I just grew up not speaking my truth and not, not being comfortable to speak up. I would know the answers. I'm, I'm really smart. I have three college degrees, which is another story is I kept going to college to try to find that self-worth, but I would be in class and I would know the answer and I wouldn't put my hand up because I didn't feel confident in myself or I didn't want everyone turning around and looking at me or, you know, all oh, there's a million things. And if I could, my other thing besides emergency funds that I totally believe in is that um, if, if everybody could work on themselves a little bit and, and step into that power and step into that confidence and just know that we are all self, you know, um, have self-worth issues it, it, to some degree and that it's okay. And we're not looking at people and it's not a judgment thing. Um, actually it's so attractive in somebody when they do have that confidence and we want that. And so, um, but you know, that's, that's another one of my major goals is to help people to find that self-worth, that self-confidence and that self-love in themselves. Yes. I work a lot with my com or with confidence with people too. And especially trying to work on, um, classifying yourself as an introvert and then thinking that that means that you can't show up online, that you can't show up in video, that you can't show up for your business because you're too shy or, you're not confident in yourself or you're an introvert and you use it as an excuse instead of being able to embrace it, know that you're going to do it a little bit different and a little bit different is okay. Cause if everybody's doing the exact same thing and has the same knowledge and everything, then you know, that doesn't work either. Right. That's such, such a great point. And, um, it does take a lot a lot of work in it and you can use that excuse as I'm an inner introvert because I am an introvert but I'm I'm an extroverted introvert like if I'm in a group of people and I don't know anybody I will be very reserved but if it's a group of people that I know and then then I will feel free to let my you know my personality shine and I think too as we get older we learn to care a little bit less and less and so that's another thing that I love to tell younger people is that, you know, when you get to my age, you don't really care anymore. And if I could give you one piece of advice, it would be at 20 or 25 or whatever to really not care then too. Um, but you know, age is wisdom. And so, um, you know, do my best to try to help anyways. Yeah, I think I definitely, I've definitely found myself as I've moved to older ages. And interestingly enough, my mom had actually colored her hair up until about four years ago, and she decided to just let it go. And 
she's almost 70 years old was still coloring her hair but it was so important for her to have her hair look just right that mm -hmm. she wasn't ready to embrace that you know white hair or whatever um and so i think a lot of people with their confidence levels and stuff then i do a lot of the podcast interviews on zooms and sometimes we have the video up and people are messing with their hair the entire time and they're kind of trying to you know make sure that they look good and I'm like this isn't going anywhere like it's just you and i talking and but so many people are just so caught up in that of i've got to look perfect and there really isn't perfect and it's beginning to love yourself and step into that fact that really is going to help heck yeah you know, there's so many people that teach the same thing or, you know, they do the same thing, but somebody would resonate with somebody over another one. It's because we're all uniquely us and we need to embrace that and, and be proud of that and be, be fine with that. I mean, there's a million other money coaches out there that teach mindset or that maybe teach strategy, but they can't do it the way I do it because I'm a unique person. Um, and so, you know, really we don't have any competition because I'm going to find that my tribe that resonates with me and, you know, another money coach is going to have a tribe that resonates with them. And so, um, I think, and I think that's amazing and wonderful. Yeah, I definitely have enjoyed being able to get to know people and having more of the abundance mindset that the people who do resonate with me often give me, no matter if I'm in a room with 50 coaches that are doing the exact same thing and so it's really just coming to it as a place of abundance coming to it as a place of self-love as we have talked about and just knowing that you do have something special to offer yes i totally agree 100 percent so not, a, go ahead i would just love that that's just that was just gave me chills right there so <laughs> So if you, um, like, we're going to kind of wrap things up a little bit and stuff because we've gone through emergency fund, money, freedom um, is your course, and we will have the link to that in the description. Well, we've talked about some books. We've talked about mindset. What would you like to leave the listeners with um, for them to think about and stuff after they finish listening to this? Yeah, I'm going to piggyback off of what you said about abundance because it is so true you know when you look outside um you know is there just a few tr um leaves on a tree or a few blades of grass and that, that answer is no that there's not a shortage right there's especially when you're raking them there's tons of leaves and so that um i just agree 100 percent that the there is so much abundance in the world and that um and that's why i don't you know, like the, the whole rice and beans um, situation, because I believe that you can have fun. You, you know, you can schedule fun. You can schedule a vacation while you're trying to get out of the debt that, you know, it's kind of like dieting. If you allow yourself that treat that, you know, it'll keep you on track. And so um, just that people would realize that this is an abundance world and that um, they can just embrace that and know that, there's enough for all of us and, um, and that's totally okay. And that's really what I want everyone uh, to, to, that's my belief anyways, that, you know, you don't have to sacrifice your goals and the things that you want to do for your other goals. 
as far as like getting out of debt and creating some certain number in the bank. And, and that's all great because sometimes having a certain number in the bank gives you peace and allows you to sleep at night. I've had a lot of people tell me they don't let, you know, let it get to a certain level or they have high anxiety and that's totally fine. And that level might be way lower for somebody else. Um, but just that there is an abundance in our world and that if you kind of shift to that and, and it'll help us with not being so jealous of each other or, um, can reduce anxiety, just knowing that you are divinely taken care of, that there is enough for all of us and that, um, it, you know, it's all going to be okay. So hopefully that's all right. Yeah, that's amazing. I'm, I thank you so much for being on. I hope that the listeners can take a little portion of this and be able to just understand one, you're not alone. And two, there are other people out there that are willing to help you if you've got other things that are coming up. Um, so thank you very much, Beth, for being on. Awesome. It has been a total honor. Thank you so much.